Welcome to another episode of On the Path with Cheryl Nemhart. Guys, I am so excited about this conversation because I do struggle sometimes with all of the news and all of the images that we see on social media and all around us. It is so hard to stay positive in this dark world. There's so much negativity, so much violence, so many things that are wrong. How do we find the beauty in chaos? How do we stay positive and hopeful in a dark and broken world? Well, I am talking today with national best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons, and she's going to share her inspirations and thoughts behind her latest book, which is flying off the shelves called Beholding and Becoming. This is an honest and transparent conversation of how she finds God and beauty in the chaos. And let me tell you, she has a story to tell. It's not all roses and sweetness. And I always say this, there's a lot of grit and a lot of falling and a lot of bumping and hurting and scraping along the way. But I'm telling you, if you just hold on to the other side, you will see the beauty in the chaos and there will be purpose to that pain. And I'm telling you today, I'm so excited because Ruth is going to lead us through a few minutes of encouragement and challenging us to see things differently. So get that cup of coffee, grab that paper and that pen. We're going into the classroom of life. This is On the Path with Cheryl Nemer. bit about this baby of yours beholding and becoming um you named her that uh what was what was that all about where was that coming from yeah you know i think sometimes as believers and as those who are trying to have a relationship with god we can believe and learn and read a lot of facts and read a lot of information but sometimes we don't know how to keep our eyes on it and let it shape us and turn us into who we need to be we don't we have a hard time letting god shape us and change us and a couple of years ago going through just a really difficult season where you know it's too long of a story to share here but it was personal it was our um in the middle of our 40s going through something that we didn't expect in our careers expect through relationships and what i really wanted to do was to just fixate on the problem and to just keep my eyes down, constantly looking at the problem. And you know how we are. And I think this is males and females, but especially for us ladies, we're like, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to figure out what to do to problem solve this and get out of the situation and nail it on my life from here on out, you know? And, and I was working so hard at looking and looking, looking at this and over and over again, God would meet me in his word. And then as I stepped outside, whether I was on a drive, going to the grocery store, or when I was stepping just outside in the morning, catching a sunrise, I would realize, oh my goodness, he's trying to catch my attention. He's trying mm-hmm. to show me over and over again to behold him. The word mm-hmm. behold happens again and again in the word of God, telling us like when we, Second Corinthians 3.18, Paul says, when, when when we behold his glory, we're being transformed degree by degree. And the point there is ultimately that all that transformation, all that change, all that perspective change, all the physical change and mental change and emotional change we want to see in our lives really begins first by what we're fixating on. And so this book is a gentle invitation to every woman, every man out there to turn our eyes to what is worthy and oh, behold God and then being changed by how we look here at him and not on our circuit lives. I love it. And, and and when we talk about like sort of themes in the book, what are some of the themes that we as readers can look forward to that you kind of lay into? In yeah. the book? 
Yeah. You know, I, I purposely, if you hold the book in your hand, you'll see all this extravagant art and all this beauty. And, and I really, I'm an artist and I try to take everything I paint, um, and make it be something that will turn your eyes to the reality of how faithful he is, the details in creation and in his creativity. But apart from the artwork, what I aimed to do was to make the subject, the topics in the book be really ordinary. Now that might sound a little boring, but I just got to go with me here. But don't you think that when you pull up your cell phone and when you're getting on social media, everybody's living an extravagant life. It is like some oh. big, I mean, some, everybody's getting the newest, coolest boots. They're oh. traveling to the most exotic places. They're meeting yeah. the most famous people. And most everyone is living their very best life in that five seconds you scroll past their feed. Most of the time we are cleaning the dishes that are in the sink, folding the laundry, cleaning right. out our inbox, getting on the phone and talking to that family member that's difficult to work something through with, um, dealing with our littles, our children who won't obey, won't mind, throwing a fit today. Um, it's really not that glamorous. And if we can't apply the gospel and the truth of our hope in Jesus in yeah. those everyday moments, what are we doing? And so yeah. I, I wrote this book purposely to tackle 16 different ways in which the very ordinary places of our lives are the very places that God pursues us. So places oh. like when you wake up every day and you're just looking at creation and looking at your trials versus, hey, is who's in control here really in the day to day oh. or when life is unfair or when it's really repetitive and you're sick and tired of doing the same exact car line loop over and over or taking or listening to the same song played by your kid who's practicing piano over and over and over again. There are so many repetitive, shall I say, boring, really mundane things. Yeah. And so I, this is just my love letter to my reader. Like, hey, I get you. We are living ordinary lives. Do not wait for the extraordinary moment to experience God because he's right there right now oh. in the middle of your life. Ruth, I love this idea because I always have felt like Instagram, social media, what a trap that is. We can get mm -hmm. so lost in this idea of what so-called perfection and extravagance, I love that word is, and you're really sort of challenging us to find the beauty in the ordinary. Absolutely. And I, I love that. Because I, it, you know, if I could leave anything for this next generation, it would just be to say, you know, to the young mom out there, the young woman, the, the one that just graduated college, the one that's trying to figure out her in the, in between years, I would just say, do not measure your today based on what you've accomplished, yeah. whether you've hit all those goals, whether you can see in extravagant ways, big, lushy blooms in your life. God uses everything. And I'm a testimony to the fact that there was at least a decade and a half where nobody on social media saw what I got, what I was working, what I was faithfully doing. But those moments were the times that I saw him pursuing me. I got to live out the gospel, understand the character of God. And that beholding has shaped my becoming. And I'm passing that knowledge on to you. Oh, I love that. And, you know, when you think about sort of this whole idea of finding the beauty in the ordinary, uh, pausing to behold and become, there's so many things in our lives that come along the way, tarnish our view, shatter our lens, if you will, yep. um, and, and cause us to see the world in such a dark and chaotic place. Yeah. I, I, it, it makes me wonder because uh, you, you seem to sort of paint from experience and live out. It's a lived out experience, your yeah. book. Has anything come along the way that has really shattered your sense of beholding and becoming? And how did you recalibrate that? I'm sure that would be so great for us to kind of glean. Yeah, well, 
the reality is um, I've gone through some really bitter seasons, seasons where I've been bitter at the way I was treated about something when something seemed very unfair. And, you know, rather than air my laundry here, obviously the details don't matter, but I think every listener can relate to the fact that there are times when you, when somebody you thought was your friend was no longer your friend, somebody you thought was always going to be there for you betrays you, right? When somebody who's supposed to support you ends up stabbing you in the back. And I'm just saying, um, it may not be intentional. It could even happen within the church. We are sinners. We hurt one another. We are in progress. I'm not saying that I have done it perfectly myself, but when you're bitter, you can either stare at that bitterness and keep on letting. And I'm telling you right now, Cheryl, five years from now, if you constantly replay the crimes done against you over and over again in your mind, big or small, whether it was over a tweet, over an email, a phone call, or if it was actually tragic in, in a physical um, hurtful moment in your life, whatever it is, if you replay that over and over again, five years from now, it will have robbed you more. It will have taken more of your life. And so that beholding, you can choose what you're going to behold. And I can behold every day what's, what has been, what, how I've gotten the short end of the stick. Mm. Or I can behold every day the truth of God's word that my identity is not based on what somebody else says of me, that mm-hmm. my outcome is not a sum of my successes or my failures, and that ultimately heaven is not made up of people who did it right. They're made, heaven is made up of people who surrendered it all. So at the end oh, of the day, God. that's what I got to behold. I have to behold him every day. And so we have a choice every day, Cheryl, whether we're going to yeah. input in our minds, whether we're going to behold with our mind's eye yeah. over and over again what we feel, what we think about ourselves ourselves, what we think about others, what we think about our track record, or we can replace that with the truth of God's word and say, because he says I'm his child, I am his child because I'm forgiven because he says I'm forgiven because he says that I'm now welcome and free and not condemned. And when I put that truth back in me, I live freer and I'm beholding the right thing. And you know what? Five months, five days from now, five months from now, five years from now, you will be shaped by dwelling on the truth and not the lies. And and I want to even unpack that a bit further. I would also say that we can choose to become and we can choose what we want to become as life hits us, bangs us, knocks us down. Uh, every time we get up, we have a choice on what that yes. next sort of move is. Do we forgive and release and let go? Or do we hold right. on with bitterness and, and, uh, and revenge and all those things? Um, what are the lessons you've learned about making that choice daily to become? We, I really feel like we're on this path uh, of learning and being yeah. a lighthouse to other people. Yes. And we learn from our uh, most, I guess, vulnerable mm-hmm. times. Yeah. 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 So well, I would just say that the number one life lesson I've learned is that it doesn't happen. I'm that person who wants to like, read all the books, figure it all out, and then do it and succeed and never have to revisit it again. And the mm. reality about of life and the biggest life lessons I've learned is that it takes a daily readjustment, realignment, small adjustment over and over again. We keep wanting to do the one and done thing where we're like, nailed it. That was, that was 2018 that I had to deal with that. Now it's 2019 and I'm good. I mm. learned that lesson. I am now on my way. I might as well start a webinar on this. I'll coach people on this. You know, like we're like, well, right. I'm not an expert. Like I really want to be that. I really want to be like, I learned that lesson in 2018. We're done. No. Um, the way God works is that he wants you to surrender every day. So what does yeah. that look like? That means it's hard every day. That means every day you wake up and you have to decide, am I living for my kingdom today or am I living for his? Mm-hmm. Am I really 
prove, I'm going to spin, spin my wheels today proving myself or am I going to live as someone already proven and approved in Christ? And if I live approved in Christ, then I don't have to spin my wheels constantly trying to manipulate and make sure that everybody likes me and make sure that I have everybody's approval. But that is a daily adjustment, Cheryl. So if somebody out there is listening right now and going, um, Ruth has arrived. She figured out how she's going to do it. I'm with you every single day. Every day I restart this machine and say, gosh, I really want to live for myself. I really want to spin my wheels and get approval again. Stop it. I'm going to readjust. And you know what? It's tiny little adjustments. And before you know it, when you make tiny little adjustments, what do you find? You find yourself going in a totally different direction. And that can be for good or for bad, right? Yeah, Ruth, I love that. Daily adjustments, um, making choices daily, and the fact that no one has arrived, right? This is a journey of imperfection. And it's a journey of sort of getting up and falling down and getting up and falling down. What would you, um, what would you say to someone who's in a place, maybe they're listening right now, they've stumbled onto this uh, blogger podcast, and they're in that falling down season of their life. They feel like they can't see clearly, definitely struggling and finding the beauty in life yeah. right now. Yeah, I would say don't give up. Go and ground yourself in what is true and beautiful, first and foremost, by stepping outside, because all of us have access. I don't care where you live. You can step outside and look up at the sky and realize you had nothing to do with that sun rising today. You have nothing to do with the sun setting beautifully pink across the sky. You have nothing to do with the stars coming out. There's a God of the universe that is in control, and he gave you breath today. So at the very, just so straight out of the gate, don't give up because you've been given breath. Do not give up. Don't, don't give up on life. Don't freak out. You've been given breath and you're here for a purpose and on purpose. And so the next thing I would say is if the Bible overwhelms you, if God overwhelms you, if you're feeling like, I don't know, I don't know how to talk to him until I straighten out my life. I would say, nope, the door is wide open. The invitation is wide open. Do not feel like you have to clean up your life first. Go to the Psalms, go to Proverbs, open up the word of God, start from the beginning, start in Philippians, the letter about joy, start somewhere and just give him a try. Give him a moment rather than repeating the conversation you keep having with yourself in your head, go to him and say, you know what? I come empty, dry and totally confused. Meet me here, Lord. And he does. He does. Oh, he so does. I can, I can tell you this again, we could stay here for three hours. Mm -hmm. If I told you the story of my life, if yeah. I told you where God found me, he literally found me on the streets. Mm -hmm. And and it's just incredible the dark places that his love will penetrate, right? Mm -hmm. It's Absolutely. incredible. Um, when I think about your your book, I'm just so blown away by it because it's it's not like anything that's out there. And and you know, um there's just so much of uh the written word. So I love when people use art as a tool for healing, for um, repair, for social justice. Um, what I, this whole concept of these beautiful artwork pieces and this sort of writ these written words of encouragement, Ruth, what a Holy Spirit download. I can't even imagine oh, what are your, you. yeah, like what, what do you hope to do with the book and uh, how would you like yeah. a book like this to be read and, mm -hmm. and digested and yeah. where do you want to see it go in the world as well? Right. My desire is for the reader to slow down 
and to take notice and stay awake for his or her life. And I think one of the ways we do that is stop rushing. Stop rushing through everything because, quite frankly, our thumbs have gotten really fast at the scroll, right? We can scroll past a million images in one moment. But in my introduction in this book, I say, we've been given so much to look at, but we have lost the art of actually beholding. We don't really go through life noticing how it is he's at work. So you'll find a lot of paintings that have to do with um, pulling out details in things that maybe you overlook. Maybe you haven't thought about a beetle or a bee or the in that's the delicate petals of a peony. Maybe you haven't noticed those things because you're really just in a rush to try to get things done. And I'm simply hoping that through these pages, the words, and I hope the words are artistic and cause you to linger as well, but the words and the artwork would cause you to pause and savor slowly and cause you to look at God's word in a new light, not so that you could just read it and glean something quick and say, okay, that's my like moment of help for today. Okay. I know right. I can do this because I just read those words, slap it on like a badge, but rather, Hey, this is a relationship. He's invited me in and Ruth's kind of like put out the welcome mat for me. You know that I'd like to be the welcome mat. Um, if I could serve the purpose as being that you know, through my words and my writing, just to um, be the mat, the, the doormat that you step over as you enter in. Praise God. I would love for that to be the case. Oh my goodness, Ruth. Um, I wish that every person could get a copy of your book in their hands. I want them to. And I want every listener and viewer of our cast, um, you got to pick this book up. So how, how could we find it? Where can we grab it? And how do we stay in touch with you to track along with what you're doing? Thank you so much. Um, you can follow me daily on Instagram and my Instagram profile is Ruth Jo Simons. That's spelled R-U-T-H-C-H-O-U-S-I-M-O-N-S. And RuthJoSimons.com is where you can find all the information about the book, where you can pre-order. You can pre-order online anywhere. Books are sold in bookstores around, um, internationally. And, and I'm excited that it's all over Canada as well. Um, and then you can find my artwork and all the products I create through gracelace.com. Um, that's where God has chosen to use my art in the form of prints, canvases, um, lifestyle products. And so I invite you to join me there as well. Oh, we will definitely be following you. And I, we just know it's just the beginning. God has amazing things in store. And we are so thankful that you are teaching us on how to behold and become. Ruth, thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been awesome. Thank you. What an incredible conversation with Ruth today. I want to thank Ruth Cho Simons. Wow. I am blown away by that conversation for so many reasons. One, because I am a confessed workaholic. I uh, push really hard and the idea of slowing down, it, it seems very foreign to me. In fact, I probably would punch someone out if they told me to do that. But there is such an important moment that we are missing when we do not slow down to think, to feel, to listen. And I'm learning more and more as I get older how important rest is. And that brings me to this very important repeat after me that I think everyone needs to say at least twice. I know I will because I'm going to need these affirmations. And if you're new to the podcast, this is really about taking a moment to not just listen to uh, a great conversation or to some teaching, but really applying it to our own lives and about pulling it down for ourselves. And I love this moment of just reflection. And so what I ask, as always, is that we just take a minute to be still wherever you are, just find some quiet and just 
simply repeat after me. And you are always invited to come back to the podcast whenever you need a little bit of encouragement in this particular area. This repeat after me will be ready for you when you are. So repeat after me. Today, I vow not to be discouraged. I am determined to find the beauty in the chaos. I understand the importance of rest and restoration. I recognize that my busyness is not a band-aid to unresolved pain. I dedicate myself to taking the time to allow myself to heal. And I understand that I will implement the sacredness of Sabbath. Well, if you said those affirmations with me, they may seem very simple, but I can challenge you that they are not. Being still and being silent and slowing down is so counterculture to what we are learning and being told. In this fast-paced world, uh, this microwave society that we are in, it is almost impossible to carve out moments of silence and quiet. But I just believe in my soul that we are better for it. So I encourage you with family, with children, with your spouse, with your loved ones, take more time to appreciate the beauty around you and take more time to recognize God because he is truly everywhere. You'll see him in the faces of people, in those that are around you, uh, loving on you, that you have been blessed with. There is so much uh, that we have been blessed with in our lives, and I feel like we fail to see it because we are so busy trying to do rather than to be. Well, I'm going to work on becoming because I've got the doing down and I hope that you join me in becoming and being more than doing. Thank you so much for joining us today on On The Path. I'm so thankful that you're with us in this journey as we begin to grow and stretch and challenge ourselves to do life differently. Up next, join me for an amazing conversation with former Liberal MP and Secretary to Prime Minister Trudeau. I'm talking about Selena Caesar Chavans. What a powerhouse. And she has an incredible story to tell about the rise and fall in politics and what she has learned about herself and others and where she is looking to now as the future unfolds. It is an incredible conversation about what really goes on on the inside of that parliament. I'm telling you, you need to hear uh, the story and the life of Selena. She is a brave, brave warrior. Coming up next on On the Path, stay tuned. I can't wait as you uh, and I continue this journey together. So keep living, keep learning, and keep loving. I'll see you on the path.